echo fills the ancient sky There's heard one universal cry Percussions, movement, a rhythmic blend Hands that heal, bodies mend The dance to capture, visions lost Regain freedom at all cost Broken lives we all endure Remembering wholeness is the cure Ancestors dance With spirits of earth and wind Healers reunite Share the brilliance of your life Hello and welcome to another episode of Jen and Ajami's with me, Marvin Schneider, and the amazing Jen Ward. Hey, Jen. Hi, baby. Hi, everybody. Nice Ladies. to see you. So, um, what's been happening? <laughs> I forgot what was allowed to talk about and what wasn't. No, we're allowed to talk about anything, but um, there have been quite a few things that have been going on, right? So we've done a number of back-to-back -back group tapping sessions and it's really great to see, I don't know, 20, 25 people joining the sessions from all over the world. And it's great that, you know, a whole bunch of people from all over the world are coming together with the same intention at the same time doing the work. So that's really good to see. Yeah. It's nice that some people get the, the, um, the level of work that we do. Yeah. And they feel it. And it's like a lot of people who are feeling like hopeless, like seeing like things happening in the world and thinking they don't know how to cope. And then they have the task to do. And then if nothing else, it takes that energy of hopelessness and converts it into hope. Yep. But, so but it's much. We will talk about that in a little bit more detail throughout the course of this episode. You just tell me when, babies. You just tell me when. <laughs> so we're just trying to um, ease into it at the moment. And um, so I just wanted to let people know that we have done uh, a number of group tapping sessions in fairly quick succession. So they're always very intense. I do know that prior to the sessions, um, you get quite sort of knocked about energetically it seems like the work happens even before we run the sessions. Babies, do you like my shirt? I do. Look at it's a big kiss, and it's like the little earth is right there, and it's like this big energy is kissing the earth. Isn't that cool? That is pretty. Oh, I see what you. I see what you did. See? Well, did no. Did you do I'm that deliberately, that or what? That? Yeah. No, but I wasn't doing the it shirt for you. with the. Oh. Not babies. <laughs> it's a family show. Um, no, but then I, I noticed it. So one of the things I do is like try to see the meaning in everything. Like, mm -hmm. what, what does this mean? What does that mean? What does this mean? And, and this was like, I got the nudge to wear this shirt and I always wear this. Yep. Cool. Yeah, uh, we were talking about some of that. The would, that would be a little. I'm sorry, that would be a good picture for um, branding, don't you think? Um, 
I wouldn't, Virginia. <laughs> All right, sorry, babies. Rain me in, baby. Rain me in. It's always, um, it's like life's a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get when we start recording on these things. Well, I know what you're going to get. You're going to get original, babies. It'll definitely be original um, left field from a different vantage point. I, I think that's actually quite useful. <laughs> no, extra crispy for us. We're just the original. Oh, Frito-Lays. Is that the way? Um, it's actually here. It's Kentucky Fried Chicken. They have like, but I don't want to get sued by the brand because we just said that. So <laughs> yeah, sure. Frito-Lays. Quite true. Cancel. <laughs> Cancel. We love both. Both, we love them. Mm. Well, everything in moderation, <laughs> please. <laughs> you know. Okay. So can we talk a little bit about the two most recent group tapping sessions and then we can start getting on to the topic, um, which is the primary focus of this episode. So about a week ago, we did the... Um, Breaking Down Forever Chemicals group tapping session. Do you oh, remember yes, that yeah. one? Thank you. Yes. Thank you for putting it up. <laughs> I like the way that I need to sort of prompt you. <laughs> it's in the moment, babies. It really is in the moment with me. I'm like a clean slate every second. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that episode. What was that about? Well, there are some chemicals that have been created by man that have been bonded together, synthetically bonded together, things that wouldn't, you wouldn't naturally find in nature. And they're called forever chemicals. And so what they mean is like, since they don't break down, they're in our water, our food, and, and on our body and, and everything. So 99% so of humans have um, forever chemicals in them. I actually think it's worse than that. I think it's yeah. 99% of all life on Earth. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but lots of humans only care about humans. So, well, but yes. That's unfortunate, but yes. I know, but it's, that's not us. But a lot of diseases are, are predicated from this. And, and one of the ones I talk about is, can we? Um, I mean, if you want, I, I don't want to make a mozza of the issue because this is actually what we're going to be talking about because we're taking the wind out of the issue. Okay, so in the vein of taking the wind out of the issue, what was really interesting is we did all these taps, um, and you and I wrote them together, which is more powerful, and we did them with a bunch of goddesses. The people who do the taps with us, we call them goddesses, male or female. They're just goddesses to us. And um, so what, what happens is, there's a formula to doing these things. First, I get the nudge. You or I get the nudge to do the session. Then I have to sit down and do the task. And then this information comes flooding through about the stuff. And so we have that great um, protocol. The energetic, the, we have the energetic cleanse to um, release your connections with a person, place, or thing. Yep. Right. But, but, wow. we have... <laughs> We have the PB&J um, between two issues, and it's called the PB&J. People who watch us know it's if peanut butter and jelly didn't want to be associated with each other. They would do these tasks, and then peanut butter wouldn't always be reminded of jelly, and jelly wouldn't always be reminded of But, but you're, you're disconnecting the two energetically. Yeah. They're taking Absolutely. the energy back. So there's no, 
there's no victim, you know, whatever. It's just two entities, things that you want to separate energetically. Well, can I just say that at, at the deepest level, there are no victims. I know. There's I know. just agreements. And, and who knows? In peanut butter and jelly, maybe peanut butter needed his ego stroke to come first, and jelly didn't need it. Mm-hmm. So, so peanut butter always got the top billing, but that doesn't mean that jelly is not just as important. And that doesn't mean that jelly is at the mercy of peanut butter. Can I just say that I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Oh my gosh, babies. I've had plenty of peanut butter on toast and various other things. But <laughs> peanut butter and jelly is a distinctly, I think I'm right in saying this, distinctly North American thing. Does that mean we have to like have that experience together? <laughs> we might have to. Okay, cool. Did you ever have tomato soup and dip? Um, peanut butter sandwiches in it? No. Okay, that's another one. Did you ever have a peanut butter and pickle sandwich? No. No, that, I did not. But, but baby, that would is you you really gonna have to. I mean, it's like that's why I, I just can't even imagine that. You know, just pickles <laughs> savory <laughs> with peanut butter. We call it's it peanut sad. paste, by the way, just not peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not as attractive peanut paste, but. Oh, I, I think peanut butter is becoming more. I mean, everyone knows what peanut butter is. Let's just put it that way. So, what do you call jelly then? Um, marmalade. Gelatinous fruit? <laughs> marmalade. Even if it's marmalade, is only, only if it's orange. That's probably true. I don't know what else. I don't know because I don't Preserves. eat a lot of it. Preserves. Mm, not really. You, anyway. you do know that, that we're giving everybody cravings for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the topic. So we've got a tapping protocol called the PB&J. Yep. Yeah, so it separates two things that are bonded. Yep. And so when I'm writing the tabs, it occurred to me, this is genius. And it just comes through. It's, I'm not attributing it to me, but I think it's genius. Once, once well, you're tapping into higher consciousness and direct knowingness. Yeah, it couldn't possibly be my own thoughts, could it? <laughs> no, of course it's your thoughts because you're tapping into your own higher consciousness. Come on, you are part of it. Yeah, yeah, we all are babies. So is the dog, and the dog is very smart. I know. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, so I didn't just trap you into calling me a dog, just so you know. <laughs> you're so easy, babies. You're so easy. Oh my gosh, good thing I'm not a manipulative bitch, baby, or you'd be screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, Back to the story. So, okay, I'm trying. You keep throwing me off my <laughs> story, Marvin. Can you stick to one subject, please? Sure. Okay, so so when we're writing the tabs, it came through to me that um, in this case, it was carbon and fluorine. Yeah. And they're, they're called, what are they called again? PDOFs? Oh. PFOAs, I think. PFOAs. Poly, something like that. Poly something, fluorine yeah. something, acid. Don't say it. Don't, don't say it. Because right. don't say it. That's fine. It's, Let's just keep on the story. All right. But I'm trying to teach you something very spiritual when I tell you <laughs> don't to say it. Don't use your sacred words and vibrations to form it. I'm okay. trying to teach you. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> all my work. Anyways, so 
In this instance, it's fluorine and carbon, or carbon and fluorine. It's a chain of carbons. And did you know that that all fat molecules are is a chain of carbons, and the same as soap. And that's why they make soap out of fat of animals and stuff. Did you know that? I didn't. It's not okay, something that's on the top of my mind, but okay. Well, babies, inquiring minds wants to know this stuff. Where do you think they get their education from? By watching Jen and Ajamis, clearly. Exactly, exactly. So anyways, so carbon and fluorine want, um, are bonded and they can't unbind when man does it. And so what was interesting, we gave everyone the PB&J protocol to do with carbon and fluorine, right? Mm -hmm. So if there's any other um, chemicals out there that are, are not, you know, not unbinding, you can do the PB&J on your own for homework between both chemicals, and then it'll unbind them. And what was really interesting about that is I saw them as shackled together. And then someone um, on, the, on the group call, she had a profound experience with it as well. And she says, you know, they didn't want to be bounded together. They're, they want to be free. So, so it was like, it's almost like joy and freedom at the cellular level yep. to do this. And, and then, um, yeah, so that's that with, that's the most important things about the forever chemicals taps. Did I miss anything? Yeah, so we're basically breaking them down in a uh, nonpartisan way, right? So we're not sort of blame, putting fault or blame on anyone or anything, but, you know, we're basically breaking it down. And... Um, can I just say why? Why you don't want to blame someone like a nasty company or the victim with disease if you're going to take a side? Do you want to know why you don't? Um, yes, but I don't want to steal the thunder on our main topic, but go ahead. Okay, babies. But this is good, juicy information too. Mm -hmm. As soon as you identify with them or us, mm -hmm. the big company or the sick relative or whatever, as soon as you do that, you dumb down your vantage point. Mm -hmm. You are immediately lowering your vantage point to one where you're more susceptible and not as empowered. Mm -hmm. So when you can look at something from all angles, like, oh, the dog wants to go outside. The dog's being a pain in the ass. The dog, the dog, the dog. Well, look at it from the dog side. I have to depend on someone to go outside. I have to hold it. I have to like, so once you get, no, it's a way to train your mind to change vantage points and see everything from all points of view. Well, in a lot of ways, we are getting to the main guts of this topic. So why don't we just get into it? Uh, let me preface it by saying <clears throat> that in the last week or so, I've been doing a whole bunch of research on kind of spiritual YouTube channels and podcasts and, you know, other social media forums that um, sort of connecting those that are awakening in some sort of spiritual universal awareness. And the good news is that there are a lot of the, those kind of YouTube channels out there. What was uh, a little bit surprising to me is that a fairly high proportion of them are very heavily geared towards kind of conspiratorial content. Mm -hmm. And so it's very much about um, 
topics that are interesting and and I'm not going to say that you know I it's not that I don't believe in them so things like you know UFOs aliens you know various other things um, um, you know some is sort of what I consider fairly mainstream some of it's pretty sort of radical um, and so it just struck me that there's a lot of content out there of that nature and we have a slightly different perspective, don't we? You and I, and at least those that, you know, um, um, regularly watch us. So can you just, well, just pick up the topic from there? Yeah, so the thing is, is that um, there's all these different ways to, tri to trick people into getting off the path of being the seeker and um, their own truth. So one of them is to like what I was just saying, dumb them down vantage point. Because as soon as you, you hold on to these truths and, and then you're hungered in and this is right and that's not, then you've dumbed down your vantage point and you've shut your down self down to direct knowingness, to higher truth, because you've taken a side and then everything that doesn't relate to what you agree with is filtered out. So you're like slicing off your truth in half. Yes, and I think it's even worse than that. So um, whatever okay. yeah. whatever messages you get that don't accord with your preconceived notion um, is then sort of rejected and it, you become quite antagonistic towards it. And what do you mean by that? Then you exacerbate the them versus us thing. So anyone that's been following, you know, Jen's work and Jen and Ajami's and various other things that we can And Jen and Marvin's work. <laughs> we'll know that uh, we often repeat the idea that um, when there are sort of social issues and there's the opportunity for them versus us, when you participate in that in a very active way, you're adding fuel to the fire and you're basically, you know, um, which is what they to the extent that there is a they actually want, they're perpetuating this, um, you know, adding fuel to the fire so that you're, you're basically disempowering yourself. Was that a reasonable way of describing it? Well, yes. Yes. And the, there's a couple of things that I, I want to say from a different vantage point is that um, conspiracy theories are people's desperation and to um, know truth. And because they're, they think of themselves as so unworthy or they're conditioned not to look within or think of themselves as a God being, they look outside of themselves and so truth becomes a lateral move. And if you're not tapping into direct knowingness, you're just tapping into everybody else's stuff. Yep. Now, people who know how that works, oh, I forgot my thought. People who know how that works will use that and and this is how people are manipulated at a very high level of consciousness here it goes and people on, on the most respected people are, are um are derailed this way is there is this um ploy it's um formula is what you do if you want to trap someone. And I don't suggest it because you have to deal with 
whoever you've trapped. So I'm not telling this for people to use it. I'm telling people to recognize when it's used on that. So what people, how it, I know I'm trying to get to it, babies. No, no, that's so, fine. I'm, I'm just, go, come on, please. I know. I know, but I hear your thoughts too. Like, hurry up, Jen. All right. All right. So anyways, oh, I forgot it. Oh, so so the ploy is, babies, the ploy is to introduce a truth to you that you know, you hell bent know that's an absolute truth to you, right? And so what they do is they introduce a truth, and then when you open your energy to that truth, they put all these caveats on it of lies. And so you only know the basic truth of it. So basically, if you know for yourself that there's life outside of Earth, mm -hmm. that's the basic truth. So they can take that basic truth and get you in agreement with it and say, yes, you understand me, you understand that. And then put all these lies on it Righto. to like make it. And then the more people you get to agree with that lie, the more yeah. feasible it seems to others because they heard it and they heard it and they heard it. Now, um, yeah. yeah. So that's actually an interesting perspective is that a lot of these conspiracy theories or let's just call it, let's call it conspiracy theories for want of a better word, because I don't want to alienate those that sort of, you know, have an awareness of it and, you know, identify with it. I think what we're saying is that at one level, it's okay to have an awareness and to have some agreement with the idea. It's just that if you then sort of, you know, fixate on it and add fuel to the fire, you're derailing yourself from your own empowerment. And so my question is always, um, if I'm aware of these conspiracy theories, does it help if I, you know, fix it? How does it help me by repeating well, it all the time? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, here's the thing is, so you assume that I don't believe in them. See, no, I, believe I don't actually, because I know I, that you, you have a lot of sympathy with a lot of the ideas, and that's fine. So do I. Yeah, but, but, but. Uh, when we got together, you saw me being pulled into something. Yes. And so you were able to just pull me out with just a shift in energy, like, you know, just get the shot, just get the jab, and just, and then what it, did for me is it just freed me and stuff yeah. because th then it was like oh yeah like okay i don't know for a fact things can be manipulated and the thing about the internet mm -hmm. is there's people think that this is a new thing these conspiracy theories so if they've known something about something wait if they've known something like the thing with me is okay i'll talk about me is the thing is I was looking for stuff before it was fashionable to do this. So things, because everyone wasn't looking for it and just a few people, I assumed that those were truths. But what I didn't realize is the factions that were feeding um, ploys into people and feeding false narratives on have been doing it for decades. Of course. I know that's of course to you, but it just was an aha moment for me because that's what I couldn't come to terms with. It's like, well, I knew this 20 years ago. I read it 20 years ago, but yeah, it's part of um, covert operations and stuff. And, and there's a lot of things happening to get people in agreement and, and peak their, 
change their vantage point subtly. There's, an, there's another one that's on the internet and on Facebook besides that one. Can I just tell you really quick? Yes, but I should, I should say you did mention um, vaccines and various other things. That's not, the, that's not particularly the conspiracy that we're talking about. Um, no, there, there's, a, does... there's a broad spectrum of conspiratorial content. Um, but, yeah, the thing about the, the vaccine one is yeah. that's the one that affects me because there's people, I have people who are hell bent on not getting the vaccine, right? Okay. They tell their families, don't get them, don't get them, right? Yeah. And then they yeah. call me in the middle of the night, oh, yeah. my family members die and they're dying. And then they just, they just beckoned me to like help their family. Yeah. Now I, out of love for humanity, I have taken the jabs. Yeah. So why is it fair for me to have to release people who won't be accountable in any way? It yeah. just doesn't seem fair in energy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm happy to cleanse the, the whatever they think in the, um, and yeah. the mixtures because I've been able to do that. I'm happy to do that. But when people aren't willing to, you know, give out of love to others and they're, they're stuck in that vantage point that, no, I'm being, I'm being taken, my rights are away. Uh -huh. But the, well, a more universal right is the right not to die or the right not to, you yeah. know. So I should say that uh, we're not advocating one way or the other. We always address no. these issues from a nonpartisan point of view, right? So if, you know, if you want to, you know, vehemently hold to the anti-vaxxing, you know, um, um, narrative, then that's fine. <laughs> it's just yeah. that there's an alternative perspective. And, and so, um, yeah, so I think that's kind of what we're talking about, because I don't want to alienate our audience. It's just the, the purpose of this conversation is to provide a different perspective. And it's like, so on the vaccine issue, um, one way that you help people um, that are sort of, you know, drawn into that narrative is to cleanse the vaccine so that they um, eliminate their fear of it. And then when there's no fear attached to it, then what harm can it possibly do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I know what you mean, because people say, like, when I got the jab, I had this lump in my arm or I had a reaction. And, and then I tune into it because I do the medical intuitive as a side thing, you know. And it's like, it's their own fear. It's their own resistance backwashing into their body so if they could release that they can release that and i'm not advocating either way either but you know i don't i didn't want to take the jabs and stuff but i have to so i can be with you so i might as well do it in a loving way and we did that private session emergency session on one of our goddesses who had the covid yep. and so i did it as a surrogate for anyone yeah right so, so when someone comes to me in the middle of the night and says, Jen, take this away. And then I can feel this energy of, of I can feel it in my body, the lungs, and the exhaustion and everything. It's not fair. And I say, well, I just did a session for someone as a surrogate for everyone. Have, have your family member do the tips. Well, they're too sick right now. They can't do them. But it's like, okay, but you know, there's some... This something is going on in in society, and it's actually got a positive thing. It's it's bringing us all together on the same page. And the thing is, 
it's actually really exciting that people are getting an opinion on things which they never had to before. So that's, it's a step up. So it's not what it is, it's the whole process of us coming together in, in vibration. So the them versus us part that's been happening through, through taking sides so strongly is inserted on us by power factions that don't want us to have a higher awareness. They don't want us to be in love with each other. They don't want us to raise in consciousness and be accountable for ourselves. They want to keep us fighting each other. So they have to invent, because we're awakening and learning to understand for ourselves, they have to invent, they, whoever they is. There's ways invented to keep us attacking each other that means what? Yep. So um, here's, here's an interesting question. And I just, this just came to me, right? So we haven't rehearsed this Q&A at all. So I'm not sure what your response is going to be to the honest, but here's, here's the question, ready? Mm -hmm. Is it an orchestrated they that's doing this or is it just human nature to, um, to be suspicious and whatever? And see, the, my point is that there are lots and lots of people um, that are beginning to realise that there is more you know, universally, you know, than what is sort of in the physical realm. And so let's call those people that are going through that phase, either those that have awoken or are in the process of awakening. Now, the... But, the, can I just sorry. say, but because of current events and all the, the disheveled, everyone's being forced to awaken. Either they awaken or, you know... Yes. And it looks different to different people. Certainly. And there's um, the interesting thing is that the process of awakening can be quite chaotic. And, um, and so the thing is that a lot of these, and let's just call them millions and millions and millions of people around the world, all, all over the world, different parts of the world, different times, a lot of them are sort of, you know, being having these, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, holy shit kind of moments where it's like, oh, you know, things are just a little bit more, subtle you know than i've you know experienced for the last let's call it 40 50 years so my process started when i was in my early 40s right so for 40 something years i was happily blissfully ignorantly going through my life trying to do the best that i could and then i had this you know random moment where it just forced me to think about the bigger picture the bigger context and that sent me onto a path of seeking, seeking, searching. And I tried various things and it was all good and it was all part of the process. And then I met Jen and then, you know, um, the rest is history, so they say. But here's my point, is that there are millions and millions of people that are going through the process of awakening, but then they're, they're captured by the narrative. And it's like, how does that help you, right? And, it, and, I, and I, my belief is that it really doesn't. And so- No, babies. but the thing is, if it, if it captures them or it doesn't, it's not the point. Ap most people have been in apathy, and mm -hmm. apathy is very low on the survival scale. And the people who aren't in apathy are in power mongering until, you know. So what's happening now is a shift has happened where everyone who's awakening 
is, is taking back their own empowerment. And the ones at the top who have like, like want to take over the world. So there are a couple people who want to dominate different countries and, and whatever and can't give up on that. And yes, yes, they do put out ploys and I do see it. And it's frustrating because I see stuff in energy and then you say, well, you know, you don't want to like go off on a tangent, but I see it and then I have to wait for the world to catch up to what I already know, like five years later. It is very frustrating. Mm -hmm. So can I tell people, can I give them the the um, skinny on something? Sure. I mean, I don't know what you're going to say. So again, life is like a box of chocolates. Okay, babies, but you're not going to like it because it, it sounds like whatever. But I think it's important truth to put out there. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so what's happening, like being drawn towards, you know, a, hmm. see, look at your cringe. Can I say it or not? I'm not sure, baby, but as long as it doesn't sort of feed into the that that kind of narrative. Um, so it's if the there's opposite. a higher it's the opposite. I'm saying the opposite. Don't okay, feed into that fear of war because that's a that fear that's generated from that is it creates the psychic energy that yep. drives that towards that. So when these okay. when these news shows are just 24-7, this and that and this and that. Okay. So, so just so we're clear, we're talking about Ukraine, right? All right. Good. Yeah. So, but, but, it's whenever someone says, look over here, it's because they don't want you to look over here. And in America, there's a lot of things happening in politics that, that people don't want you to look at. And people who are starting stuff over there don't want you to know how, how far in the cookie jar they have their hand over here. So that's all that's going on. Read between the lines, baby. Read between the lines. My own personal view is that, um, anyway, and, and we're doing the taps to dissipate, you know, the propensity for, you know, all wars. And here's one, but well, one potential. Well, can I tell people? Why, do I keep having to ask permission? Just can I tell people? They <laughs> want to know this, stuff, babies. At least the two people who are still watching us. Oh, don't say that. I just cancel and stuff. It does get discouraged and stuff, I know. But um, but anyway, so what was I saying? I forgot. I don't know. What were we talking about? Well, we're talking about, you know, the potential for war and taking out the energy so it doesn't fuel that. And, you know, you're saying that. Oh, oh I remember. All right. Don't get me lost again. So the other night um, I got this you know, this download, you know, like, nanu, nanu, I get this, like, <laughs> truth comes through me. And so it's like, okay, this is happening in the world. So what I do is I formulate some tasks, and they're too um, risque to put out there to everyone. So I send them to a handful of goddesses, maybe like 10 people. And so there's 10 people I trust and stuff. And I'm welcome to send them to more people if they want to be on that list but I, I just trust that 10 who will do these taps and stuff and so as soon as I put those taps out and they start doing them I get exhausted because there's a shift in energy and right right after that happened um, a major bridge collapsed in four spots in this um, in the state where the president was visiting like right there and then a blizzard just oh a blizzard popped out of nowhere 
and it's hitting 10 states as we speak. And then after we put out those tasks and people start doing them, you've had like, like those thunderstorms for... Had two consecutive days of very, um, very vigorous thunderstorms and heavy rain. And it's just bang, bang, crash, crash. It's, um, yeah. And I'm not trying to convince anyone that that's like we're doing that. But for me, that's evidence of a shift in energy manifested in the physical. So yeah. that's a validation for me. I'm not saying it's that for everybody, but hey, it's my task. <laughs> Certainly is. Um, cool. What else do we want to say on this episode before we slowly wind down? Do you want to tell them about sessions? Oh, yes. Oh, good. Thanks for reminding us. Um, so we want to give um, everyone the opportunity to have a, a private session with Jen because it is life transforming. Um, so for a period of time, we don't know exactly how long, maybe one month, maybe two months, um, Jen has very kindly significantly lowered the price of the private session. So um, if anyone has been thinking about having a private session and just you know sitting on the fence and going, oh, yeah. um, take advantage of that, please, for the next couple of months. It'd be good. We really do want to um, um, benefit as many people as possible. And so those who have had resistance to getting a session because of the price um, now is probably, uh, you know, an ideal opportunity. So we'd like to yeah, get as many people benefiting from, you know, your insight. And, you know, what's really important to me is there are a lot of spiritual teachers and various other people out there, okay? But the thing that, that always strikes me about what you do is that you, you have the same insight, understanding and sort of messaging but more importantly, you have an ability to really tangibly help clients do something about it, right? And so to help them shift the energy in a very tangible way without, you know, without having to, you know, go through really rigorous, arduous practices for years and years and years, you know. And so, you know, it's just, it's quite, um, quite profound. So um, my sense is that there are millions of people that are awakening and it is a very confusing, chaotic time for them. And so a lot of them can really benefit from, you know, the work that you do. So we want to give as many people the opportunity to do that as possible. So please take advantage of that. And yes. then if you go to the Genuine Healing website um, to book your private session, there's a little menu under purchase and there's, there'll be a little icon or a link to the Genuine Healing private session. So um, well, I have to say a couple of things, baby. You're trying to wind it up and say goodbye before I get my two cents in. <laughs> Heavens forbid. So I just want to say that the 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 goddess who did that COVID session, yeah, I mean, she got back to me the next day and said her her symptoms were all gone. She was feeling so much better. Yeah. So that's that. And the reason, the reason, um, that I decided to like lower because. The sessions do tire me out. You know they tire me out and everything. But the but the adepts told me that um, that there's a lot of people sitting on the fence. And like when people pray for help and everything, you know their prayers are heard, but then they have to do something. They have to take the initiative to yep. get the help. They just can't lay in their bed and expect um, to get the help. They do have to take an initiative, and it's like the. It's like the people who won't take the shot who then expect me to save them from from 
it it's just not fair and and the adults are, are not going to do that for you you have to like go through the process through the pathways and one of them is having a session very good um so um that's pretty exciting news um it's not going to stay at that price permanently and and the reason is is because there is, um, because the work that you do is so intense, so profound, and it really, uh, there needs to be a, an appropriate exchange uh, in energy. And so um, the clients have a, an opportunity to create that exchange through um, a monetary exchange. But so, the, the thing is, it's at, that lo- at that price, it's not a fair exchange. It's a gift from the adapts because... Um, at the lower price, it's not a yeah. fair exchange. Well, right? even at the higher price, it's not even. It's still a gift from the adepts and stuff. But people don't recognize it and yeah. and stuff because our intention and what we do for humanity and everything is more um, is more worth it than than doing the sessions and stuff. But there's some people who are really lost and sitting on the fence and frustrated and scared, and they need to take the initiative. Yep. So, yep. so I'm not doing this begrudgingly, you know, I love people and everything. It's just that it is a wear and tear and it won't be for, it's, it'll only be as long as the adepts make me do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that's quite useful. Um, we're working on a number of things, which uh, we probably won't talk about right now. Uh, we'll talk about them when they're all ready to be rolled out. Yeah, it's exciting um, though. He's a taskmaster, people. He's a taskmaster. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, we've got a lot on. So, you know, we'd really appreciate people's support. And, you know, we say it all the time, every time. I sound like a broken record. Every time that we end one of these Jen and Ajamis, I always ask people to like, share, subscribe, comment, um, but particularly share because. Um, that's the way that new people that are awakening can have the, the gift of um, the awareness of Jen's work and then, um, then actually experience it and give them, give them the gift to, to take the initiative to um, kickstart their you know, spiritual journey and, and help them along the path. Oh, one other thing, by the way. Can I just say, sorry, one other thing. Um, um, you you often say that it's only necessary to have one session because the sessions oh, yeah, are so powerful. Important. But that doesn't mean that you can't have multiple sessions. Yeah, I just there are don't plenty want... of clients that have had multiple sessions um, yeah. because it's just taking you through a different stage in the journey. Um, but you probably, I think your point is that one session dealing or focusing on one set of issues is probably enough because you give them a whole lot of homework, but that doesn't mean that, you know, um, the evolution of the journey doesn't benefit from sort of, you know, regular contact. So I I just didn't want people to think that I was creating this dependency, which happens with other people. And now, and, and I wanted to be the antithesis of that. And I did it to a, to a, to a fault where people think that they're not allowed to have another session with me, which is wrong. I love, I love the people I work with. The other thing I wanted to say is when you share, when you help us advance this truth, this healing, and I used to always say, please tell people 
that that I helped you, not because they always thought it was an ego thing with me, and it wasn't. It was like I've always, always, always wanted people to realize what's possible, not what I do, but what you can do too with the tapping. You do it. So, so the when people take the initiative and share, it's like this drill bit. The consciousness is like stone, and we're like we're like drilling to stone, and it's like really hard. And so we need other people to help drill with us. That's. That's the analogy I get all the time. And yeah. it, it gets tiring for us sometimes. Yeah. So one great example of that is the number of people that are subscribing to uh, your YouTube channel. So the Genuine Healing YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the more people that subscribe to that, the more that the opportunity for other people to find you, you know, increases. And look, I found you by accident. Right. It's not that I was searching for you, but once once I saw you in an interview about 18 months ago, maybe even longer, 20 months ago, my initial reaction was, holy shit, this chick's the real deal. And so um, I, you know, I want I want millions of people to have that experience and that thing. Can we do you want to quickly talk about um, your, you know, Again, we just randomly found a YouTube clip. Do you want to talk about this, the Satguru um, thing? That was yes. just so cool. That was so, so you, it came up on your page out of nowhere, right? Right. Oh, and can I just, and this is the way it yeah, happens. I wasn't looking for this, um, but I was just, you know, I was, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I've been doing research in other sort of YouTube channels that have a, you know, a spiritual kind of content or bent to it. And then, you know, on the right-hand side, at least on a PC, I'm, I operate on a PC, so I don't, I don't know what it looks like on a phone or whatever, but um, there's always a series of suggested, you know, you might also like these kind of, you know, videos. And so there's one video of um, a, uh, an Indian guru in the Hindu tradition called Satguru, and a lot of people that subscribe to this channel will at least know who, who he He's is and his work. He's got great energy. Not every person I see out there, his, I can see people's the issues. His energy is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Yep. So there was the, the clip that caught my, uh, sorry, I should say, I'm, I have from time to time listened to some of his stuff and it's really good. You know, it's very wise counsel and whatever. It's, it's you know, the ideas are not too different to, you know, the ideas that you subscribe to. You describe them differently, but he's, you know, he's traditional, you know, mainstream, you know, guru in the Hindu tradition, you know. But anyway, so this particular clip was about, a journey over 15,000 years that his um, soul lineage has been part of to create a, a perfect being, but then then later create the perfect energy combination in a physical form called a linga. And so he was basically talking about his journey over, you know, many, many hundreds of lifetimes of, you know, yogis and whatever, and then particularly talking about three or four of his um, sort of lived lifetimes where he was dedicated to, you know, infusing into a linga all of the, you know, the purity of energy of the seven chakra systems. And in talking about that story, he made mention of Madame Blavatsky. So can you just pick up the story from there? Yeah, so he was talking about... um... The, the 
and he had a little, um, you know, representation. So there's a little video of three actors and stuff. And there's two actors. He's, he mentioned two other people he knew her name. My name, he, Madame Blavatsky, he didn't remember her name. He giggled because he never remembers. So it's not that he didn't remember it because he's, you know, um, he's from the Hindu tradition and Sanskrit's his natural language. You know, he couldn't pronounce it. That was Oh, okay. So, but in, in the, this is really funny. This is what Therese liked about the, the reenactment. So the other two people were think, and they were coming together to, to figure out the perfect person, right? Okay. To the personification and what that entailed was coming out not in just one chakra yep. but coming out all the chakras which to me is like a note so easy i'll explain what it, what it is to me in a second so they're sitting there and the other two people are going through all these things and madame blavatsky i'm i'm walking around him and stuff and saying no you're off no and it's like it was so funny that she's like the one who's like saying oh yes this is a yes okay and she was always seeing the the Theosophy group. Right. And that's what they're... Okay. So for a historical context, uh, Mad Madame Blavatsky in the 1800s, I, I, I can't remember, 1860s or whatever, did travel... 1830, I think. She died in 1868. Okay, cool. Um, so Madame Blavatsky, who founded the Theosophical Society, did travel with... So yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm just excited because her first book was um, published in my hometown. Yeah. And... Okay. All right. But I'm trying to stay on this. So Madame Levatsky and um, one or two companions did travel um, in the, in the far East. And so through India, Nepal, you know, those kinds of regions. And I think the reason why Satguru um, in the story of this, the creation of this linga, I think why he mentioned Madame Levatsky is I'm fairly convinced that Madame Blavatsky and the previous incarn or a previous incarnation of the Satguru were working collaboratively yeah. to do this. And so when we saw that, um, that was like, oh, wow. So yeah. cool. So it kind of triggered that. And then the other interesting thing is that as he was telling the story, he had a map. And on the map was, you want to? There were the two things that we noticed is. Arthur, which is like Myron was King Arthur in a past life to me. And then right underneath it, I don't even think you noticed it was Qatar's, which was a place in South France where um, these religious people went into went into the fire and I was there. I was the last one to go into the fire or denounce their their faith. And the, and what they were doing in those two instances, I got chills now. They were both trying to um raise consciousness to this thing where um, go through all the chakras. What they were trying to do is merge male and female energy. And so when, when Satguru is talking about, we got to learn not to go out just one chakra. And it's like, makes perfect sense to me. That's what we're, that's how our whole purpose is, is pulling off people off a linear guardrail into an exponential um, experience. So you're not just, you're not just going out or going down. You go and you're emanating and out. You're a starburst. So a stick figure would go up or down and out. But a starburst would emanate in all directions. And that's how you would go out in all seven chakras, like he's talking about. Yep. And so um, I, 
I'd, I'd love to get to a point where um, we can tangibly teach people how to do this, you know, almost at will, you know, without drugs and, you know, ayahuasca but, and all that kind of. But we are doing it. And it seems when everything I do that seems like off the wall, goofy, like, uh, like, like you can't relate to it because I'm such a goofball, you know, and a <laughs> deviant from the norm is Never actually right. teaching people is actually teaching people because the love of the plushies believe it or not is a way to um do yep. that because there is such a there's a, such a divine line like i'm this and this is that and i hold this is the stuff and then um the thing is when you when you honor this as much as you do a human being and um you honor all atoms not just living atoms you merge you can but you can it's like and and so when i teach people it's like talk to trees and like you know be grateful for the ground they they're told to death like be grateful but they don't understand why well being grateful literally opens the chakras it's it's an aperture that when you're grateful and you kind of force yourself because it's charged shot you're opening these energy systems with the gratitude and by the way fear judgment regret close them yeah. so this is with if people just practice that it seems like so so silly but that's a real spiritual principle if you can practice you know when you're afraid turn it back into regret and if you can keep doing that you can manipulate your own chakras so we are doing that we're just sneaky about it because people don't want to hear it from someone who is like this they want to hear it from a martial arts um physique or whatever so in a lot of ways um the reference to madame blavatsky the clips and the photos and the images of madame blavatsky with he, with her uh companions you know working with this sort of guru in india or nepal i can't remember whether it's india or nepal but in that sort of region and then you know the map of um you know and the reference to arthur and uh this oh. other place my sense oh. sorry there was one more reference to us, kind of. Do you remember what it was? I don't know. So, so the prophecy, the prophecy was that the perfect, the perfect, um, um, not teacher, Indira or whatever, and the the place where people learn to be perfect. Remember the house. It's called, I don't know what it's called, but it was going to be, it was going to come in the south, in the hilly south, right? He was well, creating a temple, basically, mm -hmm. with, in which resides this linga, which he was charging with seven chakra perfect energy. That's, that was his mission. Right. But the prophecy, right, that's his mission. And mm -hmm. everybody has their mission. Mm -hmm. And so the prophecy works for us, too. Because our home where you sit now is in the south, Australia is in the south, and we are surrounded by hills. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so I think there's a couple of the, the point that I was trying to make was that there's a couple of little reference points in that clip that I think he was subtly reaching out to you or us. Um, and so the cool thing is that you then um, uh, on Facebook uh, messaged him or was able to message him and um, it was really endearing the the message that you gave him. Do you want, want to, to hear it? Yeah, please. And then we we'll, then we should wind up. Yeah, it was something like um, 
it's nice to reconnect to you with you, my old friend. And it's like, it's time for us to get together again. And, con well, and people, continue and continue the work, I think. was Absolutely. Because I think that would be awesome if we could do something on YouTube together and just share that love, the synergy of our loves. And possibly in the physical as well. But yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. So that was kind of quite exciting. Um, there's lots of things going on. Can't talk all of, about it all in one episode. Otherwise, we'd have nothing to talk about. But anyway, it's been a great. It was. It's been a great episode. So thanks for joining us, Jen. Thank you, listeners. Please like, share, subscribe. I, you know, I kind of say it all the time, but please do that. Comment. Um, it does show us that people are engaging with the content. So that's encouraging. And um, look forward to catching you next time. Bye for now. Bye for now, everyone.